You're listening to the Five Questions Podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is one-third of the Grammy Award-winning hip-hop music group Naughty by Nature, Vinrock. Since the group formed in the 1980s, they produce hits including OPP, Feel My Flow, and Hip Hop Array, and work with everyone from Queen Latifah, who mentored them originally, as well as Eazy-E and Run DMC. More recently, they unveiled a new limited edition clothing line with Champion. I caught up with Vin Rock to get his perspective on everything from the origins of the group, how he's maintained his friendships, and his perspectives on the social movements going on today for this podcast episode. What brought all three of you together in high school, and when did you realize your combined efforts would pay off? Uh, what brought us together in high school was a high school talent show, a senior talent show. Uh, our DJ and producer, KG, is a year older than Tretch and I, and he was a senior. Tretch and I were juniors, and he was like, I want to do my senior talent show. So we got together for that first uh, show, and wow, we, we brought the house down. So after that, people actually challenged us. It was like, it was a fluke, and you can't go further. So that successful show made us want to do more. We're living through a period of civil unrest caused by systemic racism, police brutality, and economic inequality in a pandemic and recession. As a hip-hop mogul with a platform, how are you using your voice to make a difference, challenge the status quo, and encourage activism? We definitely have systematic, uh, systemic racism and just total chaos right now. However, I think the media magnifies it. So the way I look at it and use my platform is that I know people of all races. I've been in entertainment for over 30 years now. And I know and I see the good in in people. I see the humanism in people. And I refuse to believe that the world is that chaotic. I believe that people who cause trouble or people who are racist, I believe it's a true minority. So I use my platform to say the glass is always half full. And we have tons of great people out here. We have tons of people who do believe in equality for all. And we need to extract those stories. We need to celebrate those people throughout history and currently who are on the front lines for all people. And I think that's the best way to approach it because if not, and if you pay attention to the media, you would think the sky is falling and the world is chaotic and it's just not right. And it's not the truth. Yeah, the media gives way more weight to negative versus positive stories because that's how they keep people watching and making money. So I I completely agree. And like many successful groups, you broke up and came back together. How have you been able to maintain your friendships despite the business and personal disagreements? The way we came together, it was totally organic. You know, I used to break dance and I saw KG DJing across the street. So I went and connected with him. Then in my health class, I used to beatbox and Tretch always rhymed to me. So there was an organic connection, an organic gathering of us. And we knew what we wanted in the first place. It was never about money. It was never about success or fame. It was just the fact that we fell in love with hip hop. We you know, began to make music or participate in it. And all we wanted to do is be good at it. You know, coming up in the 80s, it was all about the skill set. It wasn't that much money into hip hop. It wasn't corporate or commercialized. It was all about just the friendly game of baseball or it was a sport. 
and it was all about who had the best skills. So that's what brought us together. You know, is I looked at the Will Smith movie, The Pursuit of Happiness. And when we decided to kind of take it professional, it was just that pursuit of happiness and it was fun, you know, approaching it. So once you do come up and once you're successful, you have so many outside forces trying to separate who's who and what's what and who brings the most to the table. And over 30 years, we've been through every trick of the trade. And at the end of the day, it's our genuine love for each other, our brotherhood for each other. We understand why we got in this game and we'll never let anyone else manipulate that, you know, the original purpose. I love that answer. And it connects to the next question as well that I was going to ask you about how the music world has drastically changed since the 90s when you were coming up. If you were to start fresh today, what would you do different to stand out? And what would you avoid based on what you've learned throughout your career? To be honest, there's not much we would change because we came up in a day and age where there was no social media. So you had to be on point. You had to invest in yourself. In the 80s, we were always organized. We always uh, invested in T-shirts and hoodies and our uniformity. So when we showed up in a room, we stood out and we were different. That I wouldn't change that till this day. Just the social media tools give you a chance to stand out more. And we're still doing that till this day. It's like, while everything is quiet and, you know, we could put out music, but we still have our brand. We sell a lot of merchandise. So we're able to push that out there and people are still able to engage our group. You know, we still out there like that. Yeah, like today... I, w I would do the same thing we're doing now. I mean, back then, but I would just use social media just like we're doing now. And you have to keep the people away from you. You know, the negative people who want to disband the group, pull this one over there, pull that one over there. And you need that when you're in a business, you need that when you're in a group, because that's what's going to test your friendship. It's going to test your business. And at the end of the day, once you're able to survive that, you'll have a solid foundation and you'll be unstoppable. Yeah, I wonder if Hip Hop Ray came out at a time when people were using social media like they are today, if it would be that much bigger because of the amplification and sharing. Yes, I, I believe so, you know, but at the same time, as old as the song is right now, now we have people who grew up on our music and grew up on that record. They always put their children in their viral videos or in their social media videos, and you'll have three-year-olds, five-year-olds, seven-year-olds standing in front of a TV in diapers saying, hey, ho, hey, so you're literally bringing millions of people from the next generation or the current generation into the fold. So it's definitely working. Yeah, definitely. And you should be very proud of that. And I'm, I'm sure you get really excited whenever you see any of those videos, because it's a legacy that you have built just from songs that you did many years ago, even. And what's your best yeah. piece of career advice? Get into a career or do something that you're truly passionate about. It's almost like taking on a hobby and it's like, this is something I love. This is something that I would do for free. You know, you wouldn't have to pay me, but I'm so passionate and so into it that it doesn't matter how many hours a day I would put into it. It just feels like it's not work. And I think if you approach a career like that or you're blessed to have or take up a career choice like that, Man, that's the best thing on earth, because if you do something you love and find out a way to get paid for it, 
it's like you never work a day in your life. And honestly, that's how I feel. So just be passionate about what you choose and be honest with yourself. But if everything is a cash grab at the end of the day, eventually it'll turn out to be not so fun. What's really interesting about your response compared to all the responses I've got is that people who are in the arts and entertainment world are more likely than people who aren't to say to follow your passion. I've never interviewed a financial CEO or any CEO for that matter, or a hedge fund you know, billionaire that says follow your passion. It's mostly people like you. And the other thing is I think that you following your passion is also following your energy. So the, the energy comes after the passion, which because you need to work so hard to make it work. I mean, the music industry is the hardest industry. And so you have to be passionate enough to work hard enough to be able to have a chance of breaking in. Would you agree? Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, to be honest, it's the same as anything. I mean, you could be a chef, you could be a farmer, you know, you just have to love what you do. And you'll never pay attention to the hours. I mean, I'm sure people who do coding and who are working on like the next Facebook or what have you, man, they never count the hours. It's just they're passionate about what they're doing, especially if they like, this is a tool that'll change the world. That's my passion. And it's an idea I believe in, or I'm an inventor. Like I'm inventing something that I know and I feel in my heart is going to change the world. You black out and you put the blinders on it. Next thing you know, you're working a thousand hours a week and it doesn't feel like it. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Vinrock. To follow his journey, you can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter where he shares his family, conversations, music, announcements, and appearances.